it's fascinating how people don't see this world and this life that we have for the game that it is. I've been thinking about that a lot lately because it's almost become transparent, the game that's being played. And as I was working out this morning, I thought, I thought about the rules of the game. And that's where the name for this podcast came from, Divide and Conquer. Divide and Conquer is the oldest rule in the book. I've said that over and over again. And this podcast with Brendan Murphy, and I really appreciate his time. Look up Truthiverse for his podcast. What I got from him in this one was exasperation. Because of the things that he's looking into on a constant basis, it's enough to do anybody's head in. And on the face of it, you know, five years ago, if you had told me all the things that I, I now understand to have truth in them, I would have called you point blank crazy. However, we live in a crazy time. It's the end of the cycle, people. The Kali Yuga, as the Hindu put it. However, we're at the end of the equinox, we're at the end of every single cycle that this planet goes through. And unfortunately, we are going to be witness to the fall of the Western Empire that was created post-World War II. And there's a lot of concerns that come with that. However, if it gets inside your head, it can be very damaging. So what I suggest you do in these chaotic times is that you re-engage with discipline. Re-engage with whatever fitness you like to do, whatever, whatever discipline you choose. We've spoken about this a thousand times. Re-engage with that to distract you. Not from what's going on. Still make sure you are aware. However, you need to find a way to deal with it easier. As I say, check out Brendan's podcast, Truthiverse. Uh, the Truth Network is his social media network. I will be more active on there once I fix my phone. You can find his book, A Grand Illusion, on brendanmurphy.com. Always really appreciate his time because he has such a, a unique perspective and a well-read perspective. And I look forward to sitting down with him again soon. That's about it for me, guys. I really appreciate your time. Uh, look after yourselves. Be kind, be cool, stay focused, be patient, re-engage discipline, look after yourself, and be cool. We'll talk soon. Cheers.
Brendan, how are you, bud? Here we go again. I'm good, brother. I'm good. How are you traveling? Mate, it's uh, the chaos in shoes. Yeah, congratulations, mate. Congratulations on your your new little bundle of joy. Um, it's a it's a hell of a journey and it, it's an amazing one. Frustrating at times, but amazing. So congratulations, man. Yeah, mate. Uh, the games have just begun. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> you wait till they start walking and talking and moving and then they're not where you put them anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. Got to fence everything off. Yep. 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 Yeah. Yeah. You've got baby fences in your future, mate. That's it. I tell you right now. <laughs> We're tripping over them left, right, and center. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, mate, we had a, just a bit of a pre chat uh, before we hit the record button because obviously your podcast of late has been primarily dedicated to the ongoing. Uh, scamdemic or pandemic or however you the, the few there's a number of different phrases that you like to use um, and you basically said before that you're fed up and I can actually see that in your face when I ask you that question you're like oh I'm just fed up and I understand but I suppose I know why I'm fed up why are you fed up with all this palaver um, well, I've, I've just had a few, you know, I mean, I'm seeing the, the same garbage, you know, this medical fascist state roll out and, and I'm watching, you know, one of the things that has, has annoyed and disappointed me more than anything is that this test of, of, you know, where we're at in terms of our collective development, we've failed it spectacularly. And I've realised that humanity is actually nowhere near as advanced as we like to think we are. Um, and we've really just, we've got a big fat F for fail on this one. And we're just marching like lemmings off the cliff right now. And it's just every day, it's just more of the same. And I'm just like, there are two civilizations emerging out of this. And one is the people who want to live as adults and be free and left the hell alone. And the other civilization is the children who want to be live in the nanny state and get their COVID jabs and, and be told what to think and how to behave and, and, you know, stand 1.5 meters apart and don't touch each other and all this rubbish. So we're not going to stop it is what I'm seeing. <laughs> I don't think so, mate. I, it's, I think we were both probably hoping for more of a collective awakening than we actually got. And I saw many, I've just seen time after time, just instances of like 
how are we going from A to B here? Like, how do you look at A and come up with B and say that that's okay? Because it's not okay. It makes no fucking sense whatsoever. And, you know, it's like you're banging your head up against the wall. And, you know, you're right, mate. There's there's people that there's two, two sides developing where it's like, no, I'm not going to take a jab for something that is not even really in Australia anymore. Like, what are we actually doing here? If it even exists in the first place, as you've said, uh, and it's not just a big test and a rollout. Um, and like up here, when we had the, the three-day lockdown for one case that never eventuated to anything, um, I did actually, I went into Brown's Plane Shopping Centre and I just wouldn't wear a mask. And I was the only person in that shopping centre without a mask. Well, not the only, but very, like it was like, it would have been 1% maybe less that didn't have a mask on. And I realised at that point that I was the crazy person. According to everybody else, I was the one that had the issue, right? And I was just like, wow. You know, the, the lockstep and the, the dunny paper and all the things that continue to happen is quite surprising. You know, I suppose, you know... So what do we do, it's mate? It's kind of like, it's, it's, it's sort of surprising on one level. Like I, I'm, I'm appalled at how far we've fallen in this scamdemic because I just didn't think we were this far gone. But, um, you know, it, it's, it's never, it, it's a matter of mass psychology. And, and I've, I've read um, one of Reich's books recently, which is a really, really good thing to do. Um, actually, it's here. So I recommend if people haven't read this, they should do it. Okay. The mass yeah. psychology. Of so that's fascism. so that's Wil, Wilhelm Reich, the mass psychology of fascism, right? Okay. Yeah. And he and he got it. He got it. Um, and you know, this is a guy who, who was, you know, he left Germany. He was there through the time that Hitler ruled. He saw pre-Hitler. He saw Hitler post-Hitler, and he got got the hell out of Germany. He went to America, and he found a kind of similar variation of um, the sort of unconsciousness and the incipient sort of fascism in America. He was. Uh, he had his books burned in America. He was put into, he was basically thrown in jail for just trumped up nonsense and he rotted. He spent his last days on the planet in a prison cell. And uh, that's that's kind of like, unfortunately, we're still in a very similar state of, of consciousness here. Not a lot's changed. Like most people are not thinking. We have a world of inversion. It's like you were saying, nothing that's happening is making sense in the world. And you're the crazy guy because you didn't wear a mask, but people got to understand we live in a world of inversion where everything has been reversed. Everything's been turned inside out. So the, the rational behavior that's based on, on real evidence and actual science is, is now considered the lunatic irresponsible behavior. And the people who are doing the, the most irrational, like superstitious, um, you know, toxic kind of magical thinking, they're the ones who are, they're getting the consensus. They're getting the, the tick of a uh, stamp of approval. And, and we have to sort of navigate this insane batshit society and, and try to not <laughs> trigger these people too much um, that we don't get lynched in the streets. I mean, it's just people have lost, lost the plot, mate. And we, uh, we're, not, we're not growing up and developing the, at the rate that we really need to right now. And the, the scandemic has woken up a lot of people, which I'm sure you've seen. Absolutely. absolutely. Um, got a lot, a lot of people asking questions that never would have. 
Um, and I know people who personally who, you know, fit that bill, but at the same time, we've got so many um, infantile people who are absolutely just steadfastly refusing to actually ask a question to, th to think a rational thought to, to go, hang on a minute and step back and go, does this actually make sense? It's just not happening. And it's this mass psychology of we unconsciously, a lot of people still desire that Fuhrer figure, that dictator kind of figure, the strong sort of paternal role model who can do their thinking for them and make the, the hard choices for them. And they, you know, it's like, they look at Victoria and, and or now known as Danistan, uh, where Dan Andrews is, is running a muck and they see that and they go, oh, oh, thank you, Dan. Oh, you're saving, you're saving lives, Dan. Oh, I'm so glad you're here to take care of us. And it's that just mindless lemming mentality where they're not looking at the information, they're not looking at the research, they're not looking at the history of virology, any of that stuff. And they see anyone who, who does that kind of thing as subversive and dangerous. And it's, it's lunacy. It's just that inversion thing. But it's an infantile mass psychology that we're dealing with. And Reich, Reich he pulled it all apart. He, he found the origins of, of that fascist tendency actually um, stemmed from the sort of patriarchal religions, the sort of um, Christianity in particular, which, which was very repressive around sexual, uh, sexuality in general and that life force and the libido. Yeah. And he worked very, very heavily on that, did a lot of research around that. And he saw, because he, he was a psychiatrist, he was a, he practiced in clinic as well. So he saw a lot of patients and he was able to see what was actually happening because these people were telling him, you know, what they're using religion for. And it was a way to suppress the sexual instinct, a way to distract themselves from it. And when you do that on a mass scale um, and you have this patriarchal framework that it, it's packaged in with the, the sort of, you know, domineering um, male controller role model whatever um, you end up in a very you end up with hit adolf hitler you end up with you know daniel andrews you end up with all these sort of petty tyrants and the masses applaud them because they're, they're just not functioning yeah well it's interesting i actually i was teaching a class today and we started talking about leadership and i was explaining to them that leadership now you know on politicians and ceos and these these professionals or whatever they are that make a lot of money are now seen as our leaders, but they're not a they're not a leader's little finger. Like, and what you know, me, me and the boys come up with democratism the other week, right? So democratic capitalism, democratism, right? Because it's not democracy, it's not, you know, what I mean? it could be capitalism, it does it some sort, of, whatever it is, right? However, we've allowed these people, this, you know, and I think it's roughly six percent of the population are narcissistic, sociopathic, psychopaths, they fall within that range, right? These are the people that are running our planet. These are the people that we have given power to. However, at the same time, what's interesting, mate, is that, as you say, we applaud them. So we put them in that power. So it's like we must bear some responsibility. I think part of it is we like watching a train wreck. I suppose we just didn't think that the train wreck would become us, okay? And, and those of us that can actually see with some awareness what is going on, or, or as you say, just asking a simple question like, are we not going to talk about, you know, all the things, heart disease, depression, all the things, the millions of lives that are lost every year to so many different things. And yet this is the thing that turns the control switch. And if you even begin to just voice those questions, right, you know, and then it's like, oh, we know COVID's got three strains, but only one vaccine that's been rushed in fucking six months or whatever. It's like, no, you can't. You know, I think the other twisted side, mate, and this is one of the boys brought up the other night, it's like 
the children that go missing in every major continent every year, hundreds and hundreds of thousands of children every year across the planet go missing. And yet we don't care. We don't talk about that. That is not part of the lexicon because we can't, you know, we're going to talk about darkness, mate. We can't deny that there seems to be a pretty large pedophile ring at the top of some of this stuff, right? You know, not what it used to be. No, there fucking is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was going to say. Yeah, right. But again, just even speaking those words, we're the crazy ones. It's like, well, hang on a minute. The evidence is actually there. It's not like it, all these people haven't fell in the last two years prior to the massive distraction, you know. And the other thing is too, was something, it, th- there was bodies in the streets this time last year in China. Do we remember that? Mm. Yeah. Like that was total bullshit, but no one can say anything about that, obviously. It's like that's what we were seeing this time last year. Bodies in the streets, everyone, you know, massive tanks of sanitizer running down the bloody streets. It's like, what? Now we here we are, whatever it is, nearly twelve months later, and it stunk in the beginning. And I think that's one of the reasons me and you got in touch with each other uh, way back last year when we started having chats. And it only stinks more now. And uh, even if you, even if you, as you say, even if you stay away from the virology and all the stuff, all the in depth stuff that you've gone into, which I really appreciate, and you must be going mad with some of the information that you have, okay but I appreciate the fact that you do it is even if you just looked at it objectively, just at a numbers game and a survival rate and a survival rate, you know what I mean? Even if you just looked at plain and simple numbers, it makes no sense, you know, on the most superficial level. It on the mo- makes yeah. No sense. Yeah. On the, that's what I mean. on the most superficial level, it makes no sense. There's no, no part where it makes any sense. Mate. So look, if, we if could, you look, yeah, I just want to add to that. I don't want to cut you off there, but right, if, you're if you look at there's a couple of things a lot of people probably still don't realize is that in the USA, their mortality rates for 2020 were not greater than the years 2019, 2018, 2017. Their mortality rate overall, the same number of deaths, same number of deaths. If there was an actual pandemic that was ravaging America, there would have been more deaths. But what they what they found, and this was a study that came out of Johns Hopkins University and it was suppressed and censored as you would expect like this this uh, researcher found that the numbers of things like influenza and pneumonia and even heart disease and things all of these things suddenly just plummeted miraculously just plummeted the rates the death rates from these conditions and the exact same number of deaths from covid replaced them and what she showed was that this is simply the result of intentional systemic misdiagnosis they're saying and we we saw this happening from early on early on in the scandemic we we had the the cdc and the world health organization giving instructions to the medical system saying wherever you possibly can make a covid diagnosis and they were getting paid thirteen thousand dollars just for diagnosing someone with covid and they were getting paid like 30 something thousand dollars us for putting someone on a ventilator which by the way kills most people um so you know, this, this whole thing is a scamdemic based on bogus diagnostics and meaningless tests. That's all it is. And also I had a friend pass me the Scotland mortality rates for 2020 as well. Scotland, again, not elevated, same, nothing happened. There was no pan, there was no pandemic that affected Scotland or America. And we'll find if we get the data for the rest of the countries, we're going to see the same thing happening. It's misdiagnosis. And they're saying on TV, people have died because of COVID. No, they had a heart attack. 
someone fell, got run over by a tractor. They didn't die of frigging some mythical virus. Um, and don't get me started on viruses. But yeah, I want to go back to wherever you were going to take this. No, no, that's okay. That's okay. We, we, we covered viruses in our, our last episode. If guys want to go back and have a, have a look at that one. Um, it was very interesting, very eye-opening, that one. It, it, it changed my perception. Um, look, that, the, the fact that what you just said, it, it doesn't surprise me. You're right. From the start, we heard, you know, there was all these stories coming out through social media and stuff. My, my uncle had stage five cancer. He lost his battle. And on the death study, it was COVID. It's like, no, he's been battling lung cancer for the last five years. That's what happened. And he succumbed to his illness, you know. I saw, I saw so many of those. And look, I think we could go round and round and round. Have a, what is, what's the end game here, mate? What, what do you think? I mean, who, what, when, where, why, right? I mean, is it just to make it, is it just to seriously split the societies? Is it a major distraction? Is it a, a, a control element? Obviously, we, you know, we're both aware that the rich got richer last year and the middle class got set, squeezed a bit more. And, you know, thousands of middle class businesses around the globe, if not, you know, I don't know how many hundreds of thousands maybe, shut forever. You know, businesses that were 30 years old shut forever. Um, like, what's the end game? Do you think it's, it's the last play on control before we wake up as a society? You know, I don't know. Like, as you say, the, the, this did wake a lot of people up. I've been having conversations with a lot more people over the last 12 months that are asking questions that would not normally have asked them. However, at the same time, it's like it's not enough. The numbers aren't there to to shift it. You know what I mean? What, what's the end game, do you think? After, I mean, after all the research you've done, like, because it's – and then you couple in all the conspiracies and, like, it's like – which how much of that is a distraction? Because a lot of it's it's hard to see through the bullshit, you know. Like it's it's difficult, mate. It's difficult yeah. to see. Yeah, and there's just there's so many competing, I think, competing agendas and just layers, layers of different agendas. And you know, even in the rich and powerful and the state, they, the satanic covens, there are still groups that are vying with each other for more power and competing against each other even though ultimately their competition is more or less against the rest of us peons um there's there's not like this sort of unified front necessarily where they all agree and they all sing around the, the campfire kumbaya holding hands it's not like that um because these people are these are the sociopaths you're talking about mm. um so it's it's always been a matter of these these powerful influential people trying to not only retain the power that they have, but also to amplify it as much as possible. And if you go looking into the, the research and the documents, you see there's this persistent theme going back decades. And I showed this in my, um, my BitChute presentation, which, would, which is not going to be uploaded to YouTube because I'll get my whole channel shut down. So um, uh, it, I showed that there is this theme of the elite being uh, preoccupied with maintaining the correct number of people on the planet. And they've taken it upon themselves to do that and using whatever means necessary, whether it's fluoridation of the public drinking water, whether it's, you know, using certain vaccines as sterilants, um, you know, whatever it is, there's a million and one different ways that we are poisoned. And that's always been part of their, their thing. Their thinking has been there are too many humans, there are too many people on one level, too many people using the resources, too much pollution, all this kind of stuff. But then there seems to be this very sinister kind of flip side of it which is we we will be able to better control and harvest humans if there are less of them and they're more manageable so there's that sort of satanic 
you know, this is the thinking of the Satanists, um, the Satan, Satanic cabal, if you like, that, that they want that level of absolute control over every facet of human life. So ultimately, they want us, us all microchipped or nanochipped. Um, you know, they want us all hooked up to the Wi-Fi, the, the 5G grid. Supposedly, the 5G grid is kind of like a big part of the end game here. And this is the end game. We're watching them roll out the end game or try to. Um, and we'll all be kind of these cyborg creatures that are absolutely controlled. And the idea is with these, you know, these vaccines that are um, contain these hydrogels that can be self um, can self assembly in the body and form different substances and different structures inside of you. Um, they'll be remote controlled via the 5G network and all this kind of stuff. So it's, I mean, to want to be a part of that kind of experiment, you'd have to be extraordinarily naive and, and just, you know, trusting all the wrong people. But that's in the level of it is the, the surveillance of every facet of human life. And you can see, if you look at the censorship happening under big tech, you know, you, be, you got YouTube and Google and, and uh, Facebook and Twitter and Instagram, and they're all just shutting down, just, just completely deplatforming people who are exposed that we have not had a, a real pandemic here, it's a scam, and also exposing the, um, the Great Reset agenda, which is where this is all going, the Great Reset. And you can see the fact that they're shutting down freedom of speech and cancelling it shows you that there, there is a certain amount of either agreement or infiltration. And we know that the secret, the intelligence agencies like the CIA and the NSA, they have co-opted big tech. So they work through big tech's back doors and what have you. And that's, I think, where probably most of the, the cancel culture and these deplatforming things are coming from because we are challenging their, their narrative, their bogus narrative, and they don't want anyone voicing any dissent towards that. And the Great Reset is this, and you know, those guys at Davos and you know, the Klaus Schwab's and these people, they've had a huge role in, in orchestrating the, the mentality and the mindset of, of the, uh, the pandemic and preparing people for this, this um, huge transition that we're gonna go through where ultimately the elite um, consolidate their wealth and power and it's more of a transfer of wealth up to them into their coffers and they leave. Ultimately it's designed, the whole thing seems to be designed to, to create two um, classes. It's basically like a feudal system, a neo-feudal feudal system where you know, we're the peasantry or the serfs, the, the royal and aristocracy and we just do as we're told and we're, we're thankful for the, the breadcrumbs that they, they'll throw us at the end of the day kind of thing. Um, it's not. It's really not going in a good direction. If people understood the psyche or the psychology of certain layers or levels that you're dealing with who are orchestrating this stuff, it's very. I mean, you're talking about people who molest children, who get off on the suffering of children, who get off on sacrificing children, harvesting their adrenochrome while they're in the most uh, uh, state of terror humanly possible, and the, these people enjoy that. Um, that's the kind of psychology that you're dealing with. That you're not, you, you can't understand what's happening in the world from a normal moral compass point of view. It's because most people are not completely logistic freaks. Mm. So that's something to, to bear in mind when you're trying to grapple with this sadism that's emerging around us and the neuroticism and don't have normal human contact and all this sort of stuff. And meanwhile, you know, it's like wash your hands and they're getting us with this nonsense hygiene, this physical hygiene. But the problem is that our minds are unclean and these people have the most unclean minds out of all of us. And they're, they're spreading that psychological disease into the rest of us and, and laughing at us all the way to the bank. Yeah. Wow. That's a, that's a mouthful, mate. That, that was, that's, there's a lot to take in there. I mean, do you think that, you know, you mentioned um, uh, mainstream religion. I mean, I think they have a lot to answer for. I mean, they, they, 
there was a lot of repression. There was, you know, like the the Catholic Church and the and the Christian Church and all this stuff, and and the 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 things that they say in their rituals. I always, my my nephew got, um, I can't remember what it is, but he got the next level or whatever it is, right? And we had to go there. It was a Catholic thing, and and I'm standing there, and at this big screen up there, and it's like the words that were being written on that screen that these guys were just reciting verbatim was unbelievable. I can't even remember what it is, but I was looking around. I'm going, is anyone actually fucking reading what is going on up on that screen? Can you understand what you are repeating after me? Like into the devil out thee and all this sort of stuff. It's like, what? And it was drones, man. It was drones. And like, and I sort of felt that again when I was without the mask in Brown's planes. I was like, wow. Okay. I am the crazy person yep. here. It's like, okay, I, I, I really. Is it, a, is it that we want to be controlled? Are we, are we looking at? You know, I have this theory. We've talked about it a, a few times here in the refinery about the space daddy. You know, we, we want, we need a space daddy. You know, that's the, that's the whole idea, um, because we don't have enough faith in ourselves. Basically, if you, you know. I've got no problem with people that have faith. Like, sure, they've got issues with the faiths. However, um, if that gives you strength, whatever. But if, imagine if you, I always say to those people, imagine if you could transfer that to yourself and you actually had faith in yourself instead of having to have faith in something else or someone else, this demigod type thing. You know, and look, some of the things you said there, like the, the adrenochrome and the children's sacrifice and all that sort of stuff, that on the face of it, you know, it, it sounds nuts. However, if you actually do some honest research into it, it's not. It's not. This stuff has been going on. This stuff has been happening for quite a long time. And, you know, there's all sorts of um, different avenues you can go down. Um, oh, what's his name? Alex. What's his name? The guy that got Alex, the, the guy that yells everything. Hey. Alex Jones. Alex Jones, yeah. Alex Jones. Yeah, that's him. Um, he went on a massive rant on Joe Rogan like three years ago. And I remember at the time going, surely not. Surely like all the stuff that he's just saying is, is bullshit. But systematically, pretty much everything he said in that rant has happened, right? That, that's when the Hollywood fell and all that stuff. And he said, you know, there's the control mechanism coming. It's just because he yells everything. that <laughs> it, It's fine, you know. He was actually right. If you if you look at it, observe it, and as I say, on a complete superficial level, mate, you can't deny that some of this stuff's happening. And yeah, man, it's just a, it's. So what do we do, mate? Just um, head out towards the dividing range and build a fence and tell everyone to fuck off, or what are we going to do? <laughs> <laughs> I think that's as good a plan as any at this point, really. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's not free. No, no. It's what free, and what about so stepping away from that? I don't know how much of an eye you keep on. I mean, what about the uh, the military tensions that seem to be rising around? You know, I think if you're going to make people walk lockstep in a mask, the next thing you're going to make them do is walk lockstep with a rifle on their shoulder. You know, like I I, I am concerned about that as well. You know, like that. Yeah, I mean. There's two versions of the Great Reset. One of them is they we allow them to do the Great Reset or or something catastrophic happens and we see the light, maybe. 
I don't know. You know, like it's yeah. Well, I mean, this is this is heading in the direction of total catastrophe. So, um, you know, but who knows? I mean, some people will will be praising their their captors until even as they're lined up on the walls and shot. I mean, you can't help some people, and that's just where we're at. I think we a lot of us are going to have to um, reconcile ourselves to the fact that a lot of people. It's like, you know, like you touched on a second ago, a lot of people actually do want to be controlled as if they are children. Um, and that's, that's the result of, you know, centuries and millennia of, of manipulation by the power structure, which has, you know, put us into an infantile state. And we've so traumatized and so confused and so scared of ourselves. Um, and we've had this culture for a long time of, of looking to external authority. I mean, look at Judeo-Christian religion. I mean, that's completely externalized authority. It's got as much as you hear Christians prattle on about, oh, well, I've got a relationship with Jesus. Um, you know, you start pulling that apart and it, it's just another variation on the same theme. It's not about internal self-awareness. You're not, it's not about really waking up and breaking out of the trance. All of those types of religion are just another form of trance state. And even people who are not religious, everyone, basically everyone lives in their own kind of trance state. And if it's not, I'm a Christian, it's, I'm an atheist. If it's not, I'm an atheist, it's like, oh, well, you know, I'm, I, I, it's just whatever people believe without questioning, without thinking it through, that's, that holds them in their trance. And then they just live by those assumptions without examining them. And they filter out any information signals that don't support those foundational assumptions. Um, and then artificially keep themselves as ignorant as humanly possible in the process. Cause that's what you're doing. You're, you're saying any perspective that is not the same as what I already hold is wrong. It's the devil. It's, you know, it's unscientific, it's whatever. And so that, that is, if you want to be as ignorant as humanly possible in the 21st century, you just take it, take on that kind of medieval mentality. And maybe you're into scientism and you think that, you know, you're a materialist and you think that atoms are the only thing that exists or whatever it is. That's another trance. It's just endless. It's endless. It doesn't, it doesn't end, you know, and God loves you, but he's broken. He needs your money. Um, <laughs> like everyone, <laughs> he loves you, but he'd love you more if you sent your paycheck in. Uh, yeah. And even that, <laughs> even that, like, how is that I'm going to pay for my salvation? Like I can't even, um, I, I know there's a story about my my grandfather. He was a, he was actually a mason, right? Anyway, he the local church when he had many different he had like six kids, and because he had six kids coming to church and he was a successful businessman, they said, "Hey, because you're a successful businessman, I believe that you, you we believe that you need to pay more to the church." And he's like, "If I do that, that's my profit. That's what I feed my family with." And he's like, "Well, uh, well, if that's if you, if you believe in God, then that's what you're going to have to do." And he basically said, "Well, you can." stuff that and never went back to the church ever again never went back he's like I'm not doing that that doesn't make any sense whatsoever like it's not practical whatsoever um but and isn't it amazing how you, know, you you said something that i wanted to touch on there and it's scared of self right there are so many people that are terrified of themselves and we've given given all these people endless distraction you know, I mean, these things, these things are an amazing invention, but the reality is it's also an endless distraction uh, that's listening to everything that you say. So, you know, it's, it, it, we've been manipulated for so long. Like, 
modern society has not served our souls for a very long time, you know? And I think as we've spoken about before, mate, me and you, we're, we're pretty much the same age. We remember handwriting letters to people. We remember a rotary telephones. We remember all that stuff like that happened in our childhood. And we've observed the, the, the gross mass acceleration of, of technology and control and, and if I th- what I thought about the other day when, when I was thinking I was going to talk to you, have a think about the slow restricting of freedom that has happened since we were children, right? You know, I think by the time I was eight or nine, it was basically go outside, come back when the lights turn on. You know, when the street lights turn on, you better be inside, right? And, you know, don't give, don't take lollies from strangers. Don't go anywhere with strange people. Don't be stupid. Like, and if you fall and break your arm, it was your fault. Obviously, you did something stupid, right? Yet we have bred pretty much post 9-11. We, 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 we adopted almost like a fear-based society. And, th- and this is the next development or acceleration of that fear and, and, and the control state. I remember I was staying at my parents uh, when 9-11 happened. And my brother, my younger brother, woke me up in the middle of the night and said, you know, well, when it must be the morning or whatever it was, and said, oh, two planes have flown into the two towers. Apparently, I rolled over and said, we're all fucked now, and then rolled back over and went back to sleep. <laughs> that, was my, that was my instinct out of the ether. Oh, well, we're fucked now. <laughs> mm, yeah. You know, but it's been a slow, it's been a slow restriction of control and, and program distraction. And it's hard not to, it's attractive, you know, like, don't get me wrong. I've gone down to, through my fair share of YouTube stupid video rabbit holes, um, you know, sitting watching Netflix with the missus and watching a good series. I'm all for it. Like, however, you can do that with an observational understanding of what you're actually doing. But people are so afraid of their own reflection and so afraid to admit that they may be wrong or admit that they may have mistakes. You know, it, it's it's a fascinating thing to observe. And I suppose myself being a teacher, I see it all the time. I, part of my existence as I see it is to plant seeds in young people. Like I just throw crazy ideas at them and they're like, you're crazy. I said, well, look, that may be, but you know, in five, I, I probably am crazy. I'm not adverse to that being a possibility. However, if you take this knowledge that I'm giving you, investigate it yourself. Don't believe anything that I say. I don't believe anything that I say because it can be changed at an instant, given the right amount of evidence. However, just question, question yourself, question each other, see past the color, creed, sex, religion, division is the oldest form of the oldest bloody rule in the book. Divide and conquer is the oldest rule in the book. In the rules, it says, how do you control people? Divide and conquer is number one. And we're letting it happen again. It's not like it's the first time it's happened either, right? It's you know, <laughs> you know, it's it, I suppose it's when do we when do we choose to evolve, and how do we evolve without a major um, cataclysm or catastrophe happening? I don't know. I don't know. You know, and I suppose as a father of small children, I'm concerned. I am worried. You know, I'm, I it, it, it's a very much a concern. But at the end of the day, I suppose all you can really do, as I say, let's 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 head west into the dividing range, mate. We'll find a valley in there, and we'll just um, post sentries up on top, and we'll be right. <laughs> I think so. I think we could make like a uh, I don't know 
a, a neo-colonial sort of setup, or or maybe even make, we'll go back and we'll live like in the Middle Ages. We'll just make it up. We can do whatever we want. Make it up. Everyone. It, well, the thing that's the other thing too, mate, is it's all bullshit, right? It, one of the one of the grand things that I've actually realised is that anything that I research that is gospel, and that's a very loaded term, obviously. Interesting that we use that term too. We could talk about analogy of terms, but anyway, um, it's all bullshit. Like, I mean. I spend my life researching things too. It's just not the stuff that you do. I'm down megaliths. And basically the whole, the fact that the whole modern Western society, as we understand it, is built on lies and blood, like back to the Middle Ages, you know? And I, 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 I see this line, Brendan, that goes way back, like to the Trojans or something like that. The Trojans became Rome, you know, the Greeks, you know, whatever it is, there's been a, there's been a control mechanism from way back in the day that has been consistent throughout history to erase what I think is potentially a very pure spiritual history that this planet did once exist under at one time where we understood the planet a bit more and we were all one with the planet. But the, the, the evidence of that has been wiped out on, on a, on a, unbelievable scale and, and the genocide of so many indigenous populations around the globe it's really just an extension of what's happening now mate you know and, it, and it's it is the thing is is that i i, I sit down and I, you probably do the same mate i explain to people my perspective and how i've come to that perspective and i say now listen please stop me if you think i'm sounding crazy if anything that i've just said doesn't make sense to you please tell me and it's very rare that someone will go Nah, that's a bit bullshit. And I'll say, okay, if it's bullshit, what is bullshit? Tell me, explain to me what you think it is. And if it, if it's true, I'll change my perspective. People are afraid of changing their perspective. But perspective is all we have, right? There's the whole, you know, you want to get into quantum mechanics and physics and all that sort of stuff, the observer principle and all that. Like on a, on a, on a molecular level, we are affecting our, our, our environment around us just by looking at something, you know, perspective is all you have yet if you can't grow and if you can't try and change and understand that you may be wrong and be open to perspective and open to experience and culture and just different things you know it's but people as i say the, the lockstep thing man it, it scares me it scares me it scares me yeah robert anton wilson made some good points and observations about that filtering out of, of perspectives that don't align because ultimately, and, you know, having certainty, being certain, dead certain about something, as soon as you are dead certain about something, particularly something you've never actually studied in any detail, um, as soon as you do that, you're, you stop thinking about it and you stop, if you're not thinking about it, then you're not learning anything new. And if you're not learning anything, anything new, you're probably falling way behind and you're going to get left behind because the world moves on knowledge always develops it's not a fixed thing even a lot of scientists seem to lose sight of that fact that knowledge is is um constantly in flux and development i mean what we believed a hundred years ago is not what we believe now let alone a thousand years ago it's just it just keeps changing so you can't treat what we consider to be the facts as carved in stone um and then there's the whole carved in, in stone discussion so it's just a matter of understanding that you've got a mind for a reason and if you if you're a god-fearing person you know why would the infinite creator of everything 
go to such great pains to give you this amazing brain between your ears and then um, then send you to hell for using it and thinking critically. Uh, like it doesn't, none of that stuff makes any, any actual sense, especially if he loves you so much. But I saw, are you like, are you like this? I saw a meme the other day. I'm a meme collector. It's a problem. Okay. I have an issue. I'm the same. Um, yeah. It's like 4,000 of them or something, but a, a bloke I know has got 12. So I'm okay. Like I've, I've got a mild issue, but he's got a real problem. Uh, yeah. He's, he's got a real problem. Um, it was like, it was like Satan, you know, it was a Twitter thing. If one sin gets you into hell, why not go for a million and come down here a legend? <laughs> and then it's like, God, yo, what the fuck is <laughs> just manipulating the system? You know, it, it's it's so fascinating, mate. And I, I, yeah, like, and it's interesting to observe people as well when they. It's interesting to observe, and I've seen it over the years where people seem like they've woken up, but they deep down they're still so attached to the narrative that they they revert back they revert back to whatever it is and they stop questioning themselves you know if, if i had a dollar for every time that i said don't listen to me i don't know anything on this podcast right it'd be well sponsored mate i'll tell you right now and it's that the, the moment you know, i had this conversation with a bloke the other night and he's like um it's you need to understand that you know nothing. And it's, it's, not, it's not that you don't know anything. It's just that what you do know is nothing, right? And it's hard to people to wrap their head around. But it's true. If you understand, like, between me and you, mate, I'm sure if we had an infinite amount of time, we could do a 10-hour podcast on 15 different topics and be very concise and, and technical and all the things about for, for, forever. That doesn't matter though. We don't know anything. And you know that. And I know that. I know that whatever it is that I think I know is not even a pixel in the corner of this bloody screen, you know, in comparison to what can be known. And if you can truly grasp and understand that, there is, that is, there is some fear that is there. Uh, when, you, when you realize that, it's pretty scary. You know, it's, when you actually truly grasp that concept, it's not fun. However, at the same time, I think there's a freedom there where we can, we can have open conversations. Like I know, mate, that, you know, we have differing opinions on stuff and we can have a discussion about having differing opinions on stuff. And I'm not going to get off of, oh, fucking Brendan, what a... It's like, no, actually welcome a robust intellectual discussion about any topic. You know, like the, the last one we had about the viruses, and man, that, that really threw me some of that stuff because it did, it, did, it did push up against... The, the narrative that I had uh, adhered to for my existence unknowingly. And this is the interesting thing that people need to understand is that we are under a doctrination that starts in primary school and before that continues to affect us throughout our lives. And if you don't actually sit down and truly analyze your belief systems, uh, the, the traumas that you've had in your life and how they affect you on a day-to-day -day basis, you know, your, your, your understandings of the world at large, if you can't, question them then you're right you will stay you will stay stagnant i think stagnant's a good word and you know i <clears throat> sometimes it's like how we got to 2021 and racism still an issue and people want to be gender fluid unicorns and we've got to build them new bathrooms or something like how how these things are still an issue 
it baffles me. It, it, it the mind boggles, you know. This is this is it. This is like this is the whole you know infantile kind of state that we're in. It's like that's that kind of make believe of I'm a unicorn, you know, a man a man pretending he's a woman or whatever. Like that that's fine when you're six years old because as children you you make you play you play games you play mummies and daddies or whatever you play doctors and nurses you make shit up, and it's supposed to be fantasy and no one no one questions it or says oh that's pathological or that's maladaptive because they understand that you're, you're children you're supposed to do that but there's a point where around age of eight roughly where kids start to come out of that dream world and you're supposed to be able to grow up into an adult who doesn't have to exist in that dream world anymore like to continue to live there is not a healthy thing and we're seeing i think it's actually is you know you mentioned trauma i think a lot of what we're seeing in that that sort of tendency towards fantasy and make-believe um, and to take it so seriously and build your identity around it that's a trauma response for a lot of people a lot of people who are carrying a lot of wounding and confusion and they don't know who they are and that's the bottom line if you don't have a clue who you are you will you can just pull any random shit in and just pastiche uh, a make-believe identity together and that's what people are doing and we and we can't have a discussion about mental illness around any of this stuff like pick something the gender the the mass shootings that were going on in america like, you know, we can't talk about the opioid crisis. Weed is terrible and God, you know, what doesn't seem, people seem to be relaxing on that. But, you know, I, we can't smoke a joint here in Australia, but you can go and get, you know what, I was, what was I, I had a, I did my back or something like that. I hurt my back last year and I went to the pharmacy with a script for, I think it was Valium, right? Just five milligram Valiums. I got 50 tablets for $6. Like what, how I had a sore back. I don't need to like start a drug lab. You know what I mean? Like it's, I, but, and I was like, $6, are you serious? And he's, she's like, yep, yep. And you've got two repeats. So I had 150 Valium tablets. And at the end of that, what have you got? You got a bloody Valium addiction is what you've got. If you choose to go down that path. And then bang, they got yeah. you. But we can't, we can't have a discussion about that. We can't have. And if you, it's something I've actually tried to do prior to the the, the scandemic, mate, is that I've tried to look at opioid deaths. And it's grey, man. You cannot find them. It's very hazy. But it's somewhere in the range of 100,000 to 500,000. Like that's really every year people overdose on these pills mm. that they shouldn't have. You know, and but we can't talk about mental illness because that's a, you know, we have to embrace everybody as they are. I don't think, you know, I, I was had a discussion with a mate the other day and I wanted to get your opinion on this. When, what happened, man? Like, I think I was working FIFO and I was sort of checked out for a few years in the jungle and in the bush. And when I left, majority ruled. And when I came back, they'd given the, the, the control to the crazy people, man. Like the 1% on whatever spectrum you want to choose the, the, the squeaky wheel gets the grease, I suppose. Like, you know, and the question I have, mate, around some of this is like, what will make the middle class, what will make us stand, Brendan? Where, where is the point that it's not just me and you ranting at each other over, over Zoom? What, what, what will be the, the catalyst that will make the, the silent majority, which is what exists, it's the silent majority, but how will we stand? What can make us stand? Well, I don't know. I mean, my experience is that people don't tend to start to care about something until it directly affects them. 
adversely. And even then, there's still the people who it is adversely affecting, but they live in denial that it's affecting them. Um, you know, the, you can't, I just, I mean, how long is a piece of string? How, what's it going to take before we wake up? But one thing, one thing I wanted to, I wanted to come back to was, you know, you're talking about the insanity of like the, the far left, the radical left and um, how suddenly, you know, you went away and then came back and they were in charge, like running the nut house and nuts yeah. were running the nut house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And but that, that stuff's been happening. That's been, kind of engineered in a way since you know at least as far back as the 70s when the the, the sort of deconstructionists um started coming into the universities especially in america and now everywhere else um and starting to bring that sort of weird deconstructionist um, critical theory kind of um agenda in and, and programming the students with this you know there are no facts there is no science it's like just make it up and be whatever you want to be and just pull everything apart critique everything just destroy it, destroy it. Don't offer a solution or a middle ground, just destroy everything. And, and we know, man, like this, that's, that's the mentality that a lot of these far left people have is just, just to nitpick and destroy everything that just happens to trigger them. But at the same time, like this whole, the, the gender thing um, that goes back at least as far as the sixties as well, because and you might, I don't know if you've heard it or seen it, but there is a, a video that was going around where um, a, a bloke who was at a meeting in the 60s was present at this meeting. There was a bunch of insiders there and there was a guy called um, Dr. Richard Day who was giving, giving the talk and addressing them all. And he said to them explicitly that they were going to turn boys into girls and girls into boys. And that was the, so the social agenda that these hidden echelons of the elite had been working on since the 60s. And now we're seeing it. We're seeing it play out. So it's all this divide and conquer. It's these mind games keep us, you know, keep us confused, dazed and confused, not knowing, you know, bickering amongst ourselves, fighting over meaningless trivia, bullshit, and never looking at the real enemy and the, the, the real elite and the power brokers who are actually um, destroying us and laughing at us at the same time because we're so distracted, pulling each other apart and debating over whether you can be a man and have a baby and just ludicrous stuff, just again, infantile, but that's where a lot of people we've just fallen fallen for the trap and they set that trap going back at least that far man so what are you gonna do i don't know man I don't, but it's like the whole you go girl like you know like the dudes that say they're chicks and then enter track and field events and just wipe the floor with everyone but they're both we're both the same that's total crap like what what are we even talking about right you know um you know <laughs> again referring to a meme it was like uh my daughter walked into a a, a change a, a toilet a man followed behind her saying he was a woman. I then identified as the tooth fairy and that guy got the fuck out. <laughs> and I actually, I sympathize with that. That's exactly what would happen if that happened in my daughters. Like not even a question of, of that's exactly what would happen. Right? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. It's crazy. Do you know, there's a, there's a, with this whole gender thing, um, there's some interesting stuff that if you analyze the fall of all the empires, at the end of the empires, they started to mess with sexuality. They started to mess with, you know, this sort of stuff. Like, you know, everyone was a gender fluid unicorn, you know, and that seems to be one of the, uh, it's seen in people that are analyzing the fall of ancient empires, like with the, some of the documentation we have, the Greeks, the Romans, that sort of stuff. You look back and they actually started doing this sort of thing. They started messing with gender and messing with, um, you know, identifying who they were. Like it was almost like they lost their identity towards the end and then just watched the fall basically. Um, 
you know, and the society that we've created that doesn't serve our souls, like I said earlier, like, you know, looking into the research that I do about the megalithic stuff and you talk about stuff um, set in stone or, you know, written in the stone, I'd probably actually believe that over some of the, you know, I should get the magic eight ball out. I've got a magic eight ball around here somewhere. We'll ask that question. That's about this. We'd get more sense out of that. Um, There's a lot of appeal in, in some of those. I mean, there's obvious appeal in a lot of those sort of anachronistic belief systems because they simplify everything and they give you a black and white ontology where these yeah. are the rules, you know, you're the man, this is your role. You're the woman, this is your role. And that's it. And you're not supposed to question it. It's handed down from God or whatever. And it just makes things simple. And there's a lot of appeal in, in that. Um, unfortunately, this flip side of that is that it tends to breed simple uh, mindedness mm. and a lack of sophistication. But I can see the appeal of that kind of more traditional outlook versus the, the ludicrous circus that we've got going now and, and I, I agree with you i think that's a, a good observation and, you know spengler wrote about the decline of the west we're seeing the decline of the west we're watching it we're in it now um like we're living through a historical epoch totally and and now we get to see you know the breakdown of the empire coincides with the breakdown in, in the society's identity and sense of self and that's where you start to see all this sort of explosion of I'm a fairy. I'm a unicorn. I, I used to be a man, but now I'm a woman and, and all this stuff, because it's like all the ontologies, all the categories of isness and isms are all up for grabs now. It's so the whole thing's breaking down so socially, economically and, and psychologically on a, on a collective level as well. So yeah, it's, it's an interesting thing to watch. And I just think that probably if, if the stuff that they're saying about what's happening behind the scenes with Trump and the military and all these sort of black ops that are going on to sort of save the world if that stuff's not actually happening and being executed uh then we're the, the america's basically heading into the dark ages and probably the the rest of the western world is kind of not going to be far behind um it's, it's really uh, if you understand mass psychology it's very hard to be particularly positive about where it's going right now i mean it's I know. kind of like I know. I know. Amy, I talked to Ames. Ames says to me, you know, we see we see this stuff every now and then. It's just so insane. We can't even believe someone actually thinks it. And we're like, she's just like, she just sort of looks at me and goes, you know, let's just enjoy our lives. Yeah. 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 <laughs> like, and look, we're I think so fucked. <laughs> that's all you can do. <laughs> we're so fucked. That's it. It's done. Uh, it's done. Yeah. I mean, even and like there's so many things we don't, you know, my my father-in-law did uh, um, an environmental degree a couple of years ago because it was supposed to be a big thing and it didn't end up happening. But I, I sat down with him and I asked him, I said, so what, how are we going environmentally? He goes, listen, objectively, everything that I saw, he goes, it doesn't matter, we're fucked. It, it, we're, we're done. The, it, no one, we're not going to stop consuming. We're not going to, you know, like, it's, 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 it's so far gone. But interestingly, too, what did we see during COVID that got repressed? And the stupid thing that gets repressed. Oh, look, the forest is greener. The rivers are clearer. Every The earth is thanking us because we are no longer part of it. Right? Yeah. <laughs> you know? it, that's like, a that's, that's what happened. And then all those feel-good stories about the earth feeling better went away because it's like, well, hang on a minute. <laughs> this is unequivocal evidence that we're fucking everything up. Yeah. Um, you know, but I think you're right, and I, I, I agree with, with Amy. It's that, and my, me, myself, and Kath have come to the same conclusion. It's like, at the end of the day, you can really only affect yourself, 
um, build a tribe around you that, of like-minded people who share your passion for understanding as opposed to, you know, no, no belief system. As you say, look, you know, we'll, we'll go and make, I don't know what we'll do. We'll go into the valley and we'll make whatever we want. It doesn't actually really matter. Um, you know, everybody has their skill sets and you just got to knuckle down and do your best. And it is hard to be positive because, you know, it's like, yes, it's, it's undeniable that within our lifetimes, we're going to watch America fall. However, they built majority of their economy on guns and bombs. They're not going to not use them before the end. That's the reality. And, you know, like, you know, what, what does that entail? Like, I, I yeah, I don't know. It's hard. It's, man. it's, 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 um, it's hard. It's, you know, we've got to walk that line between, being aware of what's going on around us, but not getting sucked into it and forgetting to actually just live our lives. And, and like you said, you influence what you can influence, control what you can control. If you can impact someone positively, awesome. If you can't, you can't. Um, and, you know, you, you just try to help where you can. Don't try to fall. Don't get trapped in the role of trying to rescue people because you can't help someone who doesn't want to be helped, no matter how fucked up they might be. You just can't help someone who, who is just psychologically walled off and armored and doesn't want to know. Um, and I, I've seen heaps of those people in this, in, even in this sort of so-called truth movement. Um, and it's just, it's just really, it's hard to watch because they're good people, but so mind in different ways by the system. And it's done such a good job of mind fucking people because it's got a lot of the alternative people actually buying into the system's purpose-built propaganda which keeps them yes. chasing their tails. It keeps them running in circles. And then you get someone who's, who, who has understood or who knows something that they haven't seen and they come along like I did with the guy who's no longer connected to me. And, you know, you point out stuff that they're not noticing or you ask them questions that they can't answer and they lose their shit. And all of a sudden you're an extreme right wing Trump loving um, homophobe or something bizarre. And it's like, oh, I just asked a question. That's <laughs> right. And they're yeah. not thinking that trauma, that trauma that you just gotta, you gotta tread the minefield a little bit, and and just we deal. The more we deal with ourselves internally and deal with our own personal shit, mm-hmm. it, the more it alters that energetic field structure. So it helps other people gradually start doing it themselves. It's like that, that sort of quantum additive effect in the field, where we do have an influence with 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 the things that we do. We do have an influence by changing ourselves. That has an energetic ripple in the system. And it helps people to help themselves, but it's not one of those things where we can just be like forcing our, our viewpoint on them and be like, Hey man, this is the deal. And if you don't like it, well, you know, tough titties. It's sort of like, we gotta, we gotta stay in our lanes as well. Yeah. It's hard. It's hard. I think that the big message there is um, I think a lot of us who genuinely want to help and, and can see and can, can try and help people, uh, awaken I, I hate that term but it's it's the one that's the best one is um we have to let go of a lot of people that can't be helped like we can't if we are to survive whatever is coming we need to have such strength of fortitude within ourselves and make sure we attract like-minded people around ourselves to you know it's one of those things you don't want to you don't want anyone that cuts you down you want people that lift you up and try and push you to be better and you know and and actually give a shit about you instead of using you for whatever they they feel is necessary at the time. Um, 
and it's unfortunate, but it's, you know, in, in some ways, Brendan, I've got a bit of a soldier's mentality. You know, you've got to, you know, to make an omelette, you've got to break a few eggs, you know, and I, I've got to the point myself where it's like, you know, I don't give as much energy when I'm teaching. I still uh, give the same message. However, it's like, you know what? I really need to look after myself. I need to look after my wife, my girls, you know, the, uh, the awesome coders that are listening to this, you know, that are, all, uh, you know, it's quite interesting. I've only had like two or three haters over the years. And it's fascinating that as soon as I've gone back to them and called them on their shit, they run away like scared little children that they are. And I, and I also like a lot of this cancel culture stuff. Like I wonder if you just stood up to them, what they would do, you know, like probably nothing. And this is the whole point. Like uh, I think I read today in Australia, we've banned mother of the year. And I, that was just another what the fuck moment. It's like, cause apparently it's racist. How is, how is that racist? And why don't my wife has spent a lot of time at home with my girls while I worked a job. And I think raising children is the fucking hardest job in the world. Like I bow down to the patience and the, the things that she's done with those girls. You know, there should be 10 mother's days as far as I'm concerned. Like, you know, like the things that they do and you go back to let's wind back right to the start. When you started talking about the patriarchal societies and stuff like that. Hey, guess what, mate? Maybe we fucked it up. Maybe blokes fucked it. Maybe, maybe we need to step back for a minute and, and work together with our better halves. Isn't that interesting that that's what we say? This is my better half. And most of the time that's true if you find the right one, right? You know, behind every good man's an even better woman telling him what to do. Um, <laughs> <laughs> maybe if we honoured the feminine, not only the true feminine is in the mothers and, and, and the women in our lives, however, maybe the feminine side of ourselves, mate, the softer sides of ourselves, if we embrace the father, the artist, the healer, the lover, you know, if we actually, instead of just being the warrior or the victim all the fucking time, maybe if we, like you said, you know, we, we didn't talk going around around, like have a bit of self-reflection. What do you like to do that, that, that sets your soul on fire? You know, what do you, who are you? You know, can you, can you admit to your mistakes? Can you admit to your faults, but also can you, can you love yourself? Right. And not, not the way that we were taught when we were teenagers, if you know what I mean, right? That's it. <laughs> it's, it's, yes, yes, quite. <laughs> yeah. A little too often as it happens. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, exactly, right? Um, but I think going back to what we sort of saying, we'll, we'll, we'll start to wrap it up, mate, is that love is the answer in, in a way that we I don't think we can grasp at the moment because it's not a love that, we actually truly understand. I don't think it's a, it's a brotherly love. It's a it's a sisterly love. It's a it's a love of humanity as the input imperfect beings that we are. Understanding that we've made mistakes, and maybe if we all looked at each other honestly and said, "Hey, how about we just everyone be cool for a minute, and you know, we just find a way to move forward." Yet that's a pie in the sky thing to say. Yet it is also true, you know. The 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 universal energy of love and how much power that truly fucking has outweighs anything else. But we've been knuckled 
down and distracted and all the things that we've spoken about and taken away from that. And now we, now we don't understand what it truly is, you know? Well, we've been, we've been held hostage to an, an abusive, toxic uh, love from, you know, the, the patriarchal creator God for a long time. So that, that still has an impact today. The, the fact that we are so disoriented um, and, and still don't know who we are and still don't know how to accept ourselves, how to, as you say, love ourselves and, and, and just function in an, a healthy, integrated way. And that was installed as part of the, the very strange spiritual um, intercession of, of the, the Catholic, excuse me, Catholicism or Christianity, which to told us that this abusive kind of demonic God loved us and you know, would send us to hell at the drop of a hat. And we had to do all these things to propitiate and please and mollify him. And it was him, of course, um, definitely him. And you know, so we had this, we've had that, that for the last couple thousand years has been, it's still there in the background playing out. And that's, so we don't really have like a proper patriarchy now because we're mostly a secular civilization anyway. And we've moved away from that. Now we have medicine and science are our new religions. Um, and and so we've got the legacies there that you can still see those effects of, of people being externalized and traumatized and, and not trusting themselves, not knowing how to be themselves because they were told that we're intrinsically evil and we, we can't trust our own judgment because we're evil, we're sinful. Um, and we're just, that's our base nature. So we're still recovering from that. We're still figuring out how to work with the life force, how to un, unsuppress or de-repress our, our sexuality and actually be healthy about it and integrate the things that are part of our intrinsic human or animal human nature mm. and stop pretending that it's not a part of us and, and work with that because that's, that's um, again, you know, Reich, Reich nailed it to the wall. He really pulled it apart beautifully. And um, it is happening, like in terms of the sexual side of things, it's definitely happening. We've got the, this, you know, we had the free love of the sixties and now we've got the, you know, these goddess circles and this, you know, Yoni clubs and, and, you know, sex therapists and all this stuff. And it's like all this, stuff that was repressed and buried for so long is now coming to the surface and we're starting to to grapple with it and deal with it and it's essential that we do are we going to do enough of that kind of work in time to you know prevent our weird self-destruction i don't know <laughs> yeah i don't know either mate uh, at the end of the day mate you can only do what you can do and um have you have you got anything else you wanted to cover mate before we before we check out tonight Oh, you know, I just, I just hope that people out there are, you know, not, not believing a damn word that the authorities are telling them about anything that's happening. Uh, the only thing that the news is good for is sports scores and occasionally the weather, everything else is rubbish. <laughs> and um, people, if, if we just come back to ourselves, man, we've got to come home to the core of who we are and it, it can't be found in the external world around us. It can't be found in the media. It can't be found in religion it's got to, it's, you know, you got to do the hard slog of, of coming home to roost and deal with what you find inside. And that's the way forward. Every, all the, all the fuckery, all the, the wounds and the trauma that you find, all the, your darkness inside of you is actually your spiritual rocket fuel to go and be the, the person you would like to be. If you start to deal with it, that's what people need to grasp. And if we go, if we go and taking responsibility, that's the adult thing to do, right? We want to get away from this infantile trend. We take responsibility for ourselves and our lives, stop asking the government to do it, and then we can start creating an intelligent, free society where we don't have to wear pointless stage props to pretend to protect ourselves from fake diseases and stand 1.5 metres away from people 
because someone in the government said so. I mean, I've had enough of it. I'm pretty sure a lot of other people have had enough of it. Let's let's just do the do the work and take responsibility and and be the adults we were supposed to be. Be the change. <laughs> <laughs> Look, mate. I think I had a bit of I have a bit of an epiphany lately. And, um, talking to some boys like we've all been on the self-development journey for many years now and it's like at some point those of us that have been on the path or on the journey for whatever however you want to describe it at some point you know what serves you you know what doesn't serve you you know what you have to do you know what motivates you you know what discipline that you lack and at the end of the day you just got to either to choose to do it you know like yoda said mate you know there is no try there's only do or do not that's it there's no in between um and at the end of the day you have to affect yourself so you then can affect other people right and i think that's all we can do mate and i think you know we just gotta uh band together before it ends mate I agree, man. I mean, we got to, for those of us who see the problems, um, the more we network and get to, and get on the same page and start building communities and, and all this sort of stuff in the 3D in the real world, um, that's that's all brilliant. That's essential. And I think we're going to need them sooner or later uh, because we may not be allowed back into the cities unless we get our poisonous injection. So um, I won't be doing that. So I guess I'll see you in the valley, dude. I don't like the city. Who likes the city anyway? Like, why would you? You wouldn't go unless you had to visit friends or family, right? I've got no reason, no inclination. You know, actually, I, I me and the me and the wife went for a date to South Bank a little while ago. Oh, what well, must have been a little while ago? It must have been pre-COVID. Um, and we had a lovely dinner. And as you sit at South Bank, you can see the city on the other side, and it we could almost literally see the veil there. Like you could see that there was some like just nasty looking thing there and you'd almost see it you know it's like wow now i hate going in there i don't want to be in there anyway mate you know it's <laughs> there is i've experienced that too actually going into sydney from the outskirts of sydney there's like it's like at some point you pierce a bubble and it's that collective that bubble of collective thought and emotion that you know is the result of millions of people being packed into a space and being brainwashed by all the same propaganda and believing all the same lies being you know the same trauma having the same trauma and all that stuff that's what i think that's what that is you can tangibly feel it last time i was in sydney i actually had a very fascinating experience i i went down there to watch some cricket it was a couple of years ago now and it was sort of it must have been like at the, I was being very aware. I was in a very observational state when I went down there. And I saw, like, we went into the casino and had a bit of a flutter at the, the Star City or whatever it is and went here and we went there and we went here and we went there. And I was like, the deeper I looked, it's so superficial. It's so, the gloss is so thin. Like, it's like, it's, it, it if you just look for more than five seconds, it is so such bullshit and is not real. It's not, it, it's like, it's a, you know, it, it's almost like you get into a discussion about, is it the matrix type thing? Because it doesn't like you look at the wall and it looks shiny, but if you stare at it for a while, it's definitely not. It's actually got cracks and holes and it's, it's, there's something desperately wrong with it. And I saw that. And last time I was in Sydney and I was like, wow, I've actually got no inclination to come back here ever again. Like, 
I'd love to show my daughters some of the sites, some of the amazing things down there. But as far as like, yeah, it's 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 quite fascinating. Whereas you in northern New South Wales, I think that's where you know where I've been to visit some mates, and it's such a, a freer. Um, the space there is clean, you know, it's very clean energy. It's very clean space. And, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's very different. We've still got, we've still got, the thing is, man, like I don't want to be too pessimistic and say, you know, oh, we're fucked. It's game over. Um, you know, at the end of the day, there is still a lot of, there are still a lot of people who are relatively awake and we still have people power. Like if we, get, if we choose to exercise people power and be organized and present a unified front, like, you know, Alan Joyce has probably received thousands of emails in the last couple of months because people found out that Qantas was going to make the, the COVID jab mandatory to fly and people are just not having it. They're, you know, they're pissed off. And if we vote, if we voice our disgust and disapproval and say, look, we're not having a bar of this and we do it en masse, it can, it can definitely have an effect. I mean, when millions of people take to the streets, they can shut down a city. I mean, the, the powers that be generally... They don't like this kind of stuff happening and we can put them in their place. We still have the capacity to do Absolutely that. Absolutely, we do. Absolutely, it's we do. It's not game over. It's not game over is really my point. Like we have the numbers. They're vastly outnumbered. Let's use them. I mean, we're not going to get everybody on site and we don't need to either. We have probably almost enough people as it is. So let's just get organized and be vocal. Like I haven't completely given up. I haven't completely written everything off. Um, you know, the mass psychology doesn't give me great hope, but it's not game over yet and we can still we can still make a difference absolutely man and i think every person that we can help gain a different perspective that that tips the scale further the further in the favor of of rational objective understanding of this crazy existence that it is being a human on a big blue ball hurtling through space mate. um well mate look thanks very much for your time i i unless you got anything else we'll wrap it up uh, because I think that's, a, I want to end on a positive. Like we, we, we do seem to rant in the negative a bit. <laughs> we'll try and end on a positive. There's always hope, mate. There's always hope. There's always, you know, and it's quite funny. Like, it's like, I've got a lovely house in, in Queensland and stuff like that. But you know, I talk to my wife and my mates. Oh yeah, we'll go down to Northern New South Wales, find a valley in the, in the dividing range. That actually excites me. I'm actually pretty excited. <laughs> it it'll be hard, but I, I, that's, that's something that I could really get on board with if it had to happen. So I'll see you there, mate. Um, <laughs> Sounds good. Sounds good. <laughs> good on you, mate. Uh, make sure you send me all the links. Um, the Truth versus your podcast. Uh, the Truth Network is your is that is that your social media platform or is that one you're working yeah, with? Or yeah, Paul? that's ours. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm part of that. I, I give you the I sponsor that every month. I'm still having trouble. Right. Still having trouble with my phone. I think a hammer's probably the only fix for it. That's uh, <laughs> the level of my technical prowess. There is the yeah, hammer. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I think at this point, I'm just going to hit it with a hammer and get another one and start again. But I, I will post more on there once I can figure out the navigation uh, and it, it's all me i don't think it's you at all after we've had our discussion i'm like it's the bloke it's not me i, I wrote i used to write <laughs> I, I used to handwrite letters man i'm not i'm not text savvy. yeah look we're old school man i feel you yeah 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 but yeah look follow brendan he does some awesome work and i always appreciate your time mate uh make sure you send me the links and we'll we'll, we'll do all the all the business um thanks. good on you mate thanks very much appreciate it dude anytime cheers Just want to go again? Let's do it. Yeah. Go again. All right. I know you.
Yeah.